Have you ever asked yourself, how do I know when my mental health is suffering and how do I pull myself back? This is the question I received this week from a client, and this is the focus of this episode. You're listening to the Dynamic Women Podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Rolston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I'm Diane Rolston, your host, and today we're going to talk about what to do when your mental health is suffering. It's maybe not a topic that you think that you need to listen to, but I'll tell you, it definitely will help you, especially if you have people around you that are suffering. So if you've been feeling like there's so much going on, I'm stressed, life is hard, then I encourage you to listen to this. What do you do when your mental health is suffering? That's what I'm going to cover. And I'm also going to let you know that the answers to that as well as I'm gonna share what you can do about it. So let's look at the two questions, okay? The first question is, how do you know when your mental health is starting to suffer? How do you know? And my answer is, you know, you just, you know, you know, if you're asking the question, you know. Here are some kind of, some ways, there are so many more ways that you can know that your mental health is suffering, but let me just talk about some of the most common things that I see in clients of mine, that I see in women that I talk to after events that I'm a, that I'm speaking at, and when I'm holding group sessions. These are some of the common things that come out. People are irritable, right? Get You get annoyed a lot faster. Um, you want to isolate. You don't really want to be around people. You feel like like things are absolutely overwhelming. You're not yourself in some way. So if you're normally the bubbly outgoing type, you're just not feeling that way. If you're normally able to really think and be analytical, you just can't seem to do it. If you normally are on top of everything and you start to not be able to figure things out, then potentially you are having this trouble. And another thing is that you're reaching for junk food or you're reaching for alcohol. That's often, or more comfort foods. So this is often what I see in clients. They'll just, you know, they start eating their emotions. And I know that when my father passed away, that was, or that time, and even the past year, that has been a big go-to. And for many people with COVID, we're calling it the COVID-19, like the freshman 15, the COVID-19, meaning you're putting on about 19 pounds. And that's a lot of it because our mental health isn't as solid as it needs to be to be able to be disciplined and be consistent in the type of eating that you want to have. So how else could you know that maybe mentally you're, you're suffering? You're not honoring your priorities. And so if your priorities are some things that are important to you are like email, people back on time, getting projects completed. Another priority might be being able to like go and hang out or be committed to a group that you're part of or a board that you're on or people that you're volunteering with or even just like something in the neighborhood. So those can be times when you just you're not honoring these things anymore and that's very strange for you. Another thing is maybe your hygiene isn't as good as it used to be. For ladies, maybe you don't care about doing your hair and your makeup anymore. 
and you that was important to you. Maybe you're just not showering or doing other forms of hygiene that are important. Maybe you're not changing your clothes as often as you should. And with guys too, maybe you're not doing your hair and makeup as well. But the hygiene piece, if you're not having showers regularly or bathing yourself regularly, maybe you're not shaving anymore. And that can be at any part of your body from any gender that can also be showing that you're not mentally fully there. Other things are you're dropping the ball, meaning that you normally would be, you know, picking up the kids on time and you, you like totally forgot, or you're dropping the ball in that you're just not able to get certain things done. And so, and maybe even you're at the point where you don't care. You're like, whatever, whatever. I didn't get that done. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not going to meet that deadline. That's showing that you're mentally starting to suffer. And then the last thing that I often see is crying kind of like that, like super easily or getting angry super easily. And so with my past year of grief, that definitely is something that I was having to deal with. I was very short tempered. I was very quick to raise my voice with my family, not with friends, because there's that, you know, people often say your kids will be themselves around you and will let all their emotions out. And we're the exact same way back with our family and our, and our close friends. And yeah, I was, I was very kind of quick to anger and I didn't like that. I was also quick to cry as soon as somebody showed that they cared. Um, like, Diane, how are you really doing? Like, oh, don't ask me. And so that's also not being able to have the emotional stamina, the emotional stamina to be able to get through my day. Or in your case, maybe the emotional stamina to be able to handle other people or to be around other people or get through something that's hard. And so you have to ask yourself, like, is this normal behavior or am I just being lazy or is something really wrong? And so to answer that first question that this client of mine had of how do you know when your mental health is starting to suffer, you just know. And you might feel like, I just don't feel like myself. I just feel off. Uh, I don't like how I'm feeling. I'm different. I'm not myself. Uh, and others might say, like, you've changed or are you okay? And really checking in. Sometimes I see in clients this kind of almost like they've like gone black and white. So if you see the start of Wizard of Oz, it's all in black and white and it kind of has this kind of like uh, kind of dead feeling almost. And we can feel that way in life where we feel like life is not in color because when that movie switches and like, just go watch the beginning of the movie so you can feel that difference. As soon as it switches to color, there's a vibrancy, a life an energy, a spirit that comes out. And if you are not in the right mental state, it's like you're living in black and white. It's like the color and the spirit and the joy and the energy has left you. And there's also varying degrees. And I do have to completely state, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist, a psychiatrist. I'm not a counselor. I'm a coach and I'm speaking from experience of what I've seen in my clients and the work that I've done in process coaching with my clients. I'm also speaking from a place of personal experience where I haven't had the emotional bandwidth. I haven't had the emotional stamina. I have dealt with postpartum depression, uh, not once, but twice. I have dealt with anxiety where I have no idea where it came from. My hormones have been completely off balance. And I've also dealt with uh, stress and mental health suffering because of overexertion and stress in the amount of things I do in my life. And I have also experienced this with grief. So I've got a lot of personal experience around this. 
But full disclosure, I have never had to get to a point of strongly medicating. And so if you are at that place where your mental health is suffering and you are suicidal or you are violent or you are doing any other addictive or abusive behavior or you are in a situation that is unsafe, please seek medical attention ASAP. Please tell a loved one that you trust and please get the help that you need. That's so crucial. And I will now go into the second question, which is gonna give some answers really on what to do when your mental health is suffering. So there are kind of three, three main things that I wanna talk about around now what to do. When you know that you're suffering, what do you now do? And so the first thing that I, suggest people do. It's the first pillar of being a dynamic woman. It's the first pillar because it is crucial, imperative that you do this before you do any of the other pillars. There's no point in pushing yourself in your career, or your business, or connecting with others or doing these other things if this first pillar isn't into place. And that's prioritizing yourself. You have to prioritize yourself if you're in a space of not uh, feeling like you're yourself or feeling like you can handle the world. And so that can look like self-care in the way of journaling, meditating, praying, exercising, going into nature, showering, like taking care of your hygiene and your physical self, massage, sleep, quiet time, and having times of no stimulus, that means no phone, no people. And so, you know, potentially with the comment that was made before around not feeling like you want to be around groups, that's stimulus. And so wanting to, you know, spend a bit more time by yourself. And but that's making sure you unplug so that you don't have all these other things kind of pushing you and making you feel really uncomfortable and stressing you out. Also part of the self-care and prioritizing yourself, and this is one thing that I find has been so influential into my clients and my own uh, development is seeing um, a doctor of some sort, I prefer a naturopath, to be able to run my blood work and just see chemically how I'm doing. Because as I was speaking with another client this week, it is not fair it's not fair for you to expect yourself to be running on full cylinders, kind of like a car, if you don't have any gas in the tank, or if you have the wrong gas, like imagine you put diesel in a gas engine, you're not going to do very well, right? And so that's often what happens with us is that chemically, we are off somehow low iron. This is happening to a girl on my soccer team right now. So you can't function, you can't deal with life when you have some mineral deficiency. And again, you need to go to a doctor to figure this out. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a um, not someone that can do that for you. But I am someone who has experienced it myself and have had clients do it. As soon as you can figure out hormonal, hormonally, <laughs> chemically, minerally, how, like, am I balanced? then you can start to put a plan in place to get things to be better. And so it might mean you take supplements and it might mean you have to change your diet. Like you might have to cut out sugar and alcohol and wheat and dairy and other things that can cause inflammation that can cause you to have more brain fog and cause you to be more irritable and can cause you to have spikes in your day, maybe even from excess caffeine. And so 
potentially changing your diet to a keto or a whole 30 diet or some sort of other clean diet uh, would be beneficial for you, right? Uh, we've seen how kids react to sugar. And so just imagine uh, with all the extra things that you're putting into your body, what can happen for you. So the first thing is prioritize yourself. That is absolutely number one. The second piece is get support. And this can be seen even as the collaboration pillar in Dynamic You. And I mentioned this, it's also a book, Dynamic You, if you have it. It's around getting support from others, but in a way that you can collaborate towards your own health and your own mental well-being. And so get some support through some talk therapy, like counseling, coaching, a psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever kind of works for you. Also, that's the kind of clinical piece, but then move into a space of you need to be designing with family, with friends. You need people that see you all the time to know really what's up, right? It's great that you talk to someone professionally, but you also need to have those around you to know what's going on. And so that uh, if you have the book or if you have the program, please go into this pillar and, and look at designing and redesigning relationships so that you can redesign how things are, because it might mean that you need to have a safe word or something that you say when you've like had enough. And so with me and my kids uh, at the grief kind of stage for me, I just couldn't handle them. It was overwhelming. And so I really did some designing with my in-laws when I was in Ontario, having them take the kids and being able to have that space. And I also talked with friends and just said, you know, I, I just, I need a little bit of space as well. And that was okay, but you need to be, talking to them about it so that they know what's going on and they know how to best support you. I also said to my husband, hey, I am not myself right now. And I said that few times in our marriage, I'm not myself right now. And I need your support and I need your help. And it is okay. It is, I wanted to swear there, but I won't. <laughs> it is, it, it is, you have permission. You have permission to ask for help. You have permission to get the support that you need especially from those around you. And what I find is a lot of the high achieving leaders that I work with, they are, if this is like, you know, you and someone else, they are probably doing 80% of the work in a relationship. And so it is okay to take it back to 50% or to even get the other person to put in 80% and just you just chill out for a little bit. The last thing is actually a concept that I've come up with in the past decade of working with my clients because people have said, how do you juggle it all? Like there's so much going on and, and how do you do all you do? And the, the key thing for me is I don't always do everything. I don't. When life gets hard, when there's too many balls to juggle, and I talked about this in, in one of the Dynamic Women podcast episodes around the glass balls and the rubber balls. And so when you're juggling and you're juggling, and you're like, oh, I've got all this stuff. I got all this stuff to do. You need to take a quick like look back at what you're holding. What are you juggling? And ask yourself which are glass balls and which are rubber balls, which are the glass that you cannot drop. They might it might be your health because you have an underlying health condition. It might be your career or your business because you need money to be able to pay the bills. It might be. Uh, things around like an aging parent that you have to take care of. So these are your glass bowls, maybe your children. Those are your glass bowls. Maybe it's your spirituality or your faith because you know that that's the thing that's going to help you to get through it. 
These are the glass balls. These are the things that you do not drop. And then what does it mean for the rubber balls? You got it. They just bounce. They can totally just bounce. And what happens is you are consciously choosing to go into maintenance mode. Maintenance mode is an amazing opportunity for you to drop the rubber balls, only focus on the glass ones, and, and just let everything else slide from your plate or delegate it if it delegate it if it's important. So when I was, what was it, the start of start of my daughter's school, first day of school, my son broke his femur by jumping off our bed. So now imagine I have a two and a half year old who now is at home with me with almost like a full body cast. Uh-huh. Now I take care at home with me. I need to be there to get everything for him. I need to bathe him in this contraption. I actually need to change diapers in this contraption. Uh, it was really hard. Very, very hard. And I was, you know, used to dropping him off at daycare, dropping my daughter off at school, and then I'd have time to work my business. So now, all of a sudden, I just, I'm dropping balls left, right, and center. And so what did I decide to do? I decided to ask for support, but mainly like focus on my priorities. Priority, like work. Priority, my kid. And then what's after that? I don't know. Things, things could slide at that point. My house got a bit messier. <laughs> I was a little bit more lax in what I ate. Uh, I allowed support in a meal train, which was like such a blessing. I think I cried when everyone came to the door to give me a meal, not because I was getting a meal, but because of just the love that I felt from them. And in maintenance mode, my husband and I weren't having dates at that point. I put my personal development on the back burner, though I kept my self-care up because it was a stressful time. And so you can kind of see that maintenance mode is a short period of time. This is not like all year. This might be a few weeks where you have a major project. You're moving. There is a death in the family. Someone's having surgery. There's some major thing happening. And rather than completely losing all control, you let the rubber balls fall, the areas of life that don't matter as much so that you can focus on the priorities and delegate the other pieces out. So what do you do when your mental health is suffering? Make yourself a priority, get support from professionals and from those around you, and then go into maintenance mode, knowing which are the glass balls and which are the rubber balls. So you have those kind of three steps. If you were feeling anything around not feeling yourself or your emotions have changed. You don't have the emotional bandwidth to handle life or the emotional stamina to be able to kind of continue on all day. Then I really recommend that you do some of these steps that I have suggested in order to feel better and in order to feel more like yourself. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. My personal email address is diane at dianerolston.com. Maybe it's time that we had a session. I'm offering the complimentary audits called the what do you need to be more balanced in life or what do you need to be a more valuable leader? And so by the end of our time together, you're going to have a checklist that tells you exactly what you need to do in order to be more balanced in life or be a more valuable leader or a more confident leader. 
later if that's what is more of a priority for you. So if you'd like one of those, again, just email me and we can set that up. If you have a friend that you think is maybe stressed out, please share this with them so that they have the opportunity of getting some ideas on how to take care of themselves and how to start feeling better about where they're at. And maybe you can also start a conversation around some of the, the different answers and solutions that I have given today. I really appreciate you listening today. You know, mental health is, is a challenge. It is debilitating for so many people. And it happens to even the most successful, high achieving, intelligent, put together people. And so I encourage you today, don't worry about being vulnerable. Don't worry about looking bad. Pretty normal now to have anxiety or stress or just not be feeling good about something. So talk with someone else. It can only get better when you do. Thank you for listening to this episode. I trust that you had a great takeaway from it. So please leave a comment and hit subscribe. Until next time, stay dynamic. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.